guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. But I'm your crazy ass host, Arsenio, as usual. And here we are. God damn it, it's a Monday. Risk management, baby. Let's talk about risks. Let's talk about risk management. How do you manage risks, right? So I got a quote from Warren Buffett. You know, you guys know him, the investor. Lost about billions upon billions. Uh, about 15 billion, probably in the last... Uh, what is it? Probably in the last few years and whatnot. But he actually said, quote, be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. Now, is what what is your attitude towards that specific quote? Do you agree with him? Now, I don't like the word greedy whatsoever. I think, uh, you know, the word greedy, that is exactly what these big hedge funds and all the, you know, Wall Street you know, although it's their assets and it's their assets to deal with and everything, fantastic, up to you. But uh, I'm not one of those who actually, you know, associate myself with the word greedy. But risk, risk is everything, a risk. Let me give you an example of a, a daily risk that I would have. Um, right now, I need a new phone, right? My iPhone 6, it is so slow. It sucks. Sometimes it undownloads all my apps. Finally, I figured out why that happens because I had no... It's because my email was taking up half the data on my phone, but it's still slow. It's ridiculous. It's almost unusable, you know, and I know right now I'm able to buy an iPhone 6. I mean, I'm sorry, iPhone 6. Yeah, right. That's the phone I goddamn have. I'm able to buy an iPhone 12 Pro. You know, I can buy it. I can buy it. But I'm trying to look at the risk behind buying that. Buying that. What do I mean by that? Well, the thing is, I have myself a fund where it's called... What is it called? It's basically when you save for something that you need, right? So the iPhone 12 Pro, that's the, that's the first thing. I would need an Apple Watch for running after that. I would need a new MacBook Air because this MacBook is absolute dog shit, okay? And then I need to start setting up my home environment so I could start doing these recording video podcasts to start putting them out there too. Um, and I'm hoping that I, I put that up by season eight too. So if you guys want the videos to these podcasts, you know, I'm going to have a nice little setup, start rearranging things. and It'll be really awesome. Um, but in saying that, I'm like, okay, so if I buy this iPhone right now, I'm going to have X amount in my savings. How do I feel about that? Now, you guys haven't heard yet. You guys are going to hear it later on uh, this month. But I've had I had five massive opportunities all come about probably within a six-day period. And this has nothing to do with my online business or even the job that I work at right now. It was just literally a low-hanging fruit. Me offering something for free to a student who I teach through a language center and her having the keys to El Dorado. You guys are going to hear that full story coming up. Um, and I'm hoping that I debut a lot of awesome things coming up real soon for you guys. So uh, like my membership. So if you guys want to hear my podcast like early, you could go straight on to my membership and you guys can listen to everything. And you guys will get a lot of this content too, like all the write-ups and stuff. But in saying that, I'm like, okay, Arsenio. So if I project, so if, 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 I don't like ifs, right? I need concrete. Concrete is when I see the money in my account. Now, some people, they love blowing hot air and they're all full of promises and bullshit. We know that. So if I were to buy the iPhone 6 right now, is that something that I desperately need? Unless my phone shuts down, I'll buy it. But for right now, I'm not playing defense. I'm just playing the, okay, if they buy, if she buys, okay, which she should be buying on Sunday, 
which is basically tomorrow. I mean, yesterday. So I'll be giving you guys all the full rundown coming up real soon. But if she buys and the other lady buys and becomes my client in regards to business, not only that, if I end up picking up a massively massive big, like a business client, which is going to be like, it's like a 10,000 US dollar client. If I'm able to pick that up, obviously the iPhone 6 is no longer uh, the iPhone iPhone 6. iPhone 6. Hey, fuck you. The iPhone 12 Pro is no longer a problem. But I like the risk assessment. That's what I do. I measure the risk. If I were to buy an iPhone right now, considering that my job is not looking out for me whatsoever. Yes, I got those three things that could potentially happen. Yes, there's another client near one of the universities out here and they might start using me. Yes, I just got another offer from another company uh, near one of the MRT stations, you know, one of the subway stations. Yes, I love those five ifs, but those five ifs are not concrete. So I'm measuring the risk and I'm like mitigating them. I'm trying to look at both, you know, both sides and saying, okay, how can I offset this? All right. Is it something I, that I desperately need right now? No, it was much, much worse about two months ago. When I do get that phone, yes, I'll be able to have Clubhouse. I'll be able to bring you guys on and send you links for you guys to join in discussions and whatnot in regards to business, TOEFL, and all that other good stuff. Yes, I'm going to be able to make wonderful videos. I'm going to be able to order things. I'm going to be able to do a lot of great things. And I, oh, I'm going to be the happiest man on the planet. But until then, until I see that money in my account, let's see. So you guys are listening to this now because I'm making this before Sunday. But yesterday, if... I were to, you know, buy or have them buy both those business packages of 20 hour packages. I would look at the risk and say, okay, Arsenio, they just bought this. The iPhone is $1,200. Yep. You're good now. You're good. Because not only that, what's going to end up multiplying right after that is the fact that if I end up doing the company and they paid the 50 hours in advance, there it is. That's a, that's a good 5,000, 7,500 US. It's all good. But first, I need to see it in fruition. So how to manage risk? How do I break that down? Well, let's go over a blog. Let's go over a couple of things. So let me read this out for you guys. <sighs> We're switching back to investing. See, everyone knows investing involves risk, right? But there is a way to take risk knowing that you won't lose your shirt. Or is there? a way that you could take risk knowing that you probably will not lose your shirt. See, the first step is to know exactly what risk you're exposed to. Does the asset class or industry have specific inherent risk or are you exposed to systemic risk? So things like shock economic news or big interest rate changes, which affect prices in, range, in a range of markets. So again, that's systemic risk. Now, inherent risk is something you could deal with like right there, but systemic risk is like, oh my God, look at the Bank of Thailand completely falling apart right now, right? Um, looking at you know the risk of not going back to my tutorial center maybe for the next six months until January or February, right? There's a risk of not having that rent money, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm measuring it. This is why I'm not buying my iPhone just in case. I know that I still am making the courses and doing online coaching and that's still covering rent no matter what. I'm never going to have to dig into that account and that's what my goal was. 
I, on in the meantime, I'm going to start saving my rent money in another account just to build that up again. But this is what I do in terms of like assessing the risk, right? So let's get back into the reading. So institutional investors use complex computer programs to calculate their value at risk, VAR, okay? Now, VAR is just like the football, augmented reality, virtual, whatever you want to call it, right? This allows them to measure risk to see how big the potential losses on their, uh, oh my God, I just totally got lost, on their portfolio could be and how likely their or these losses are to occur. So financial organizations use VAR to manage their portfolio and ensure their risk exposure is always less than the equity they have available. So they use this platform, okay, to measure everything. Once they measure everything, it shows, hey, this is how much you could potentially lose, right? Now, is it less than the equity you have available? Are you able to mitigate it? If not, if it's more than the equity available, we're going to have to start making changes right now. That's basically what that, uh, that paragraph is. So what can you do about risk, though? The only way you can actually avoid risk is to not invest. <laughs> Hey, listen, if you want to stay at the same job and stay in the same relationship and stay doing the same goddamn thing every goddamn year, you ain't got to just don't make a decision. Just keep doing what you're doing. But don't complain about it. Hey, that's life, right? But guess what? Can you reduce the risk involved? So the most common way to mitigate risk is to use options. Options. This is what I talk to you guys about. Options. What the hell are options? You guys are like, man, what the hell? What are these options you speak about? Well, again, what are you guys heard me about my sales, right? So yeah, I made a, a few course sales. I thought a couple of other people were going to buy, but they didn't. That's fine. Hey, I go into, it's a win-win situation for me. Yes, there are some potentials, but I don't look at potentials as hardcore until I see the money in fruition it's all just potential. It's all just wishful thinking, right? But to offset this, I look at it and, you know, my friend, she, you know, for example, she got very angry because I canceled my talk, by the way, just giving you guys a nice insight. I'm not going to be doing the talk at BIDC one because they thought they told me that I was hard selling. I told you guys about that, but then I told you that I swallowed it and swallow my ego. But then I was trying to book my talk and went from it being one hour long to three and a half hours long. And I said, uh, no, they were like, oh, two hours long. And I'm like, okay, does that mean it's an hour and a half or this or that? Because last year was just an hour and a half. So you guys need to tell me so I can adjust my time. They never told me. And I said, you know what? We're done. No, thank you. I'm withdrawing my name from it. All the best. Goodbye. I just, I just don't like that level of stupidity and incoherence. Like, you got one job. You got to be very, very transparent with times. If I do something a little bit more and you say, oh, you should have done it longer, don't bitch later on. But here in Thailand, I'm like, you know what? I don't even need it. Give it to someone else. I'm good. And my friend, what did she say? She's like, oh, that was a risk. I said, how was that a risk? Because you don't know if you're going to need that money. That $200 was, you know, $200, which you would make in like, what, an hour, hour and a half. You would have been able to, uh, you, you know, that's two weeks of food. I said, I don't come from a scarcity mindset. 
Money is ever present and abundant as long as I continue on my mission. She doesn't understand that. And I don't expect her to. I consistently execute my plan. A day later, I possibly could have gotten a $10,000 client as well as a couple of other couple of thousand dollar clients. See what I mean? So that $200 now, oh, oh my God, that could have been this amount. I No, no, I'm not living like that anymore. I don't live chasing money. Money comes to me. That's all there is to it. But a lot of people, they don't see that because she's like, oh, you're like my sister. You're like my sister because, you know, she keeps saying no, no, no. I, it, I said, I'm not saying no, no, no. I just don't like incoherence and I hate miscommunication. They had their opportunities. They failed. I withdrew my name. 24 hours later, I got a hell of a lot more. Just saying, this is how life is, people. So in saying that, how can you mitigate it by having options? So now, okay, I have this company. I have this company. I have potentially my own client coming up soon. I have two business clients. And those are the five that have just popped up. And that happened probably in the last five days. This isn't talking about the courses and the people who are following me and the potential this and all the other webinars and, you know, what I got going on in terms of like selling other courses to other people. No, this is like, you see where I have, there are multiple sources everywhere. And it's very important to have multiple sources to offset. If one goes away, you don't say, oh my God, like America. None of them were prepared for the risk. None of them were prepared for COVID. And when their job got taken away, just imagine if I was still a de dental assistant, what would have happened to me? I would have been out of a job for almost a year. What could I have done? It would have been chaos. So I, and me, and again, I'm really sorry for all the Thai students, 2 million of them are not, and I really wanna help them for reals. That's why, that's why I'm doing all this so I can complete the overall life assignment. 2 million Thai students are not gonna be able to go to school. The government continue, literally, there is no budget now for education this year. They're feeding it to the most toxic individuals in obviously Thailand. And education has been put on the back burner. Uh, another 6 million job losses, 10 million in total now with restaurants being shut down again. Like if that's your only source of income, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Do you guys get me? So please, my folks in Tokyo, I love you guys so much. I see you guys. You guys are number one every single day, right? You and obviously my good old Americans out there. Love my folks. Um, you guys know how hard it was when you guys went up to about 5,000 cases nationwide, right? They started instituting different lockdowns. And then next thing you know, the suicide hotlines had skyrocketed. And Again, in your culture, you're probably not taught how to mitigate risk. And the only way you could get rid of the risk is just get rid of the problem, finding a permanent solution to your problem. And I would like to suggest you to open arms with challenges. Oh shit, they shutting down. Oh, here we go. Oh boy, I got myself a challenge. Embrace the challenge. You learn so much from the challenge that is going to propel you even further in life. Please embrace the challenge. No more permanent solutions for like a small temporary problem. Got it? So let me hurry up. And I think I was getting ready to sneeze, but I don't think so. Nope, I'm not going to sneeze anymore. I'm sorry. Okay, let me get ready to sneeze right now, but we're good. <sighs> okay. So here we go. These sit in a bigger family of products or derivatives, or obviously you guys having part-time hustles in everyday life. 
but we'll try to make, I'm going to try to make it simple. Let me hear, hear I'm going to try to, and you, this is what I'm really excited about. When I start closing these business clients, it's time to start making money. You know, one of my students, oh, she's the most beautiful tomboy on the planet. Oh my God. She's like, Arsenio, oh my God. Like after four weeks of not showing up to my business English class, right? She's like, oh my God, Arsenio, I profited from Bitcoin. I said, it's about that time. She's like, yeah, I lost like a hundred thousand baht, you know, a month ago. So that basically equates to 3,500. And I'm like, God damn. I said, why would you even, I said, listen, wait for it to fall all the way the fuck back down and then invest a bunch when it's at like 10,000, when it gets to 50,000, hurry up and pull out because it's going to plunge again. So anyways, in saying that, if I buy a share, I expect the price to rise, right? So, but if I'm worried about a price fall, I can buy an option to hedge against the risk. I'll repeat that. If I buy a share and I'm like, you know what? It's going to rise. But then I become worried and say, oh, this is going to fall. I can buy an option to hedge against the risk. So what does that mean? As a result, if the price falls, I can choose to keep my share or sell it using my option at an agreed higher price. That's exactly what the option to hedge against the risk is. That way you could preserve your capital. You see what I mean? We're going to be doing audios in next week's, uh, we're going to listen to a couple of people talk about commodities, equities, bonds, and other currencies and stuff like that. Because again, if you think for whatever reason, oh man, this thing is going to supplant, you could hurry up and obviously option to hedge. There it is against the risk. So what happens? You got your option at a higher price. You preserve your capital and you can sell it using your option. I mean, it's, it's a beauty. It is a beauty, isn't it? And this is what I'm so excited about. You know what I mean? Because when I start getting into this S&P and I start doing these stocks, those specific podcasts are going to be coming up on here. Very unfortunate. I'm going to hurry up and throw this in there very quickly. Um, when it comes to my... Um, what is it? When it comes to some of my super fans, it was about two, three years ago, I had a super fan from Brazil, brought her onto my podcast. She was so into investment. I wanted her to come on and talk about investment. Uh, she ended up on following me on Instagram. I said, oh, my super fan is gone. Hey, you know, people grow out of me. It's all good. Um, but, you know, I tried bringing someone on in terms of Forex trading completely clueless. But I met someone else who's interested in Forex trading. She's like, oh, I'll teach you when I meet you. And I'm like, oh, we're probably never going to meet again because one, if this does ease up probably in the next six months, I'm never going to go back to that gym because I don't feel like I need to go back to the gym. I do all my home workouts and I save a lot of time too. So anyways, what I want you to do is what are the main risks your company, okay? What are the, some of the main risks that your company has or do, the main risks that they take? How do they mitigate risk? How do you mitigate risk? How do you mitigate risk in terms of your finances in such a turbulent society right now? Yes, in America, you guys are practically back to normal. If you already got your vaccine, you're good. You could go on about your day. You're good to go, okay? In America, don't worry about any variants. Don't worry about all that. But there are going to be thousands of, hundreds of thousands more variants. Go live your life, okay? You got your vaccine, go live it right? Europe, they're living their life. Euro Cup is on fire right now. France, damn. So I'm so sorry, my French. I hope you guys are still listening, man. Y'all them fell out. It's a goddamn shame. Uh, Switched them. Whipped y'all ass. They came back too. Two goals, just like that. Anyways, so 
again, in assessing the risk in different areas, like in Thailand, Indonesia, my friend said, oh my God, there aren't any, there's nothing left. Philippines has been in dire straits for such a long time. Malaysia is just full lockdown day in and day out. Thailand is now in a, in a ridiculous lockdown at the moment. Um, you know, and I'm actually kind of happy about it because when it comes to these construction workers, they're, uh, they're no longer working. They are no longer working. There's no noise. There's no noise pollution happening. So the middle of the road, the, the underground tunnel that they've been building for 600 million years and this BS condo in front of me, oh, it's fantastic. And I'm just like, you know what, man? I'm feeling real good about this right now. Um, but to see how restauranteurs and restaurants, these small businesses, once everything opens up, all you're going to have is a bunch of disgusting McDonald's KFC and 7-Eleven, all monopolized by the, by the ultimate CP. So people are taking risk. People are taking risk by not flirting with the market and doing new things. Because right now, I mean, Thailand, I don't see how I see so many cars driving into Bangkok, so many motorbikes, so many motorcycles. I don't know how these people still have money. See, I've been able to mitigate it, you know, in regards to saying, okay, so this company is only going to give me this. I need to continue doing more. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in April, you know? And now considering that I may be, you know, I may have a business client an hour outside of the capital. I mean, I'm beyond excited, but I'm one of the very few in the in all of Bangkok that are going to be able to do this. So again, this these are some questions that you need to uh, ask yourself. So in saying that, Speaking is coming up next week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. There's still so much to talk about, so stay tuned for more. Over and out.